welcome, welcome um, to the eighth podcast in our series of 12, um, Finding Your Zone, Mindfulness Practices for the Healthcare Workforce, but they're really for anybody. Um, don't forget, AHEC has a listing of resources. Check it out. Um, this is Jama, and I am with... Oh, the... Oh, you with me? I am with this you. This is Victor. <laughs> Jayma. We're, we're clearly connected. <laughs> um, we are going to uh, learn a new resilience tool today, Victor. All right. So today we are talking about um, resourcing. Resourcing. Okay. Just reading my notes. So, yeah, so we're going to be talking about resourcing today. And we've had some examples of it along the way, but resourcing is tuning in to a story, a moment that feels good, something that you feel strong about, because what we know is that our, our brain is always painting pictures of the things that we are experiencing. Uh, we have a stressor and our body reacts. And resourcing uses the same ability, but for the positive. So resourcing is a way of painting a brain picture of something good, something that we feel strong about. It might be our athleticism. It may be Jama's uh, playing of the guitar, which is <laughs> so wonderful. Something that helps us to feel calm. We have folks that enjoy the beach or people that we love to be around, or people that make us feel good and accepted. It may be our animals. Everyone knows that I love my dog, Panda. That's my buddy. Uh, <laughs> it may be uh, an object or a hobby that we have. Um, maybe may uh, your love of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Or characteristics that you like about yourself. So maybe you like your height, maybe you like your, your muscle tone, whatever it might be, but whatever it is that we feel good about. Now, we're not talking about our happy place because sometimes folks will say, yeah, well, my happy place is. And no, we're not talking about your happy place. We're glad that you feel happy there, but, we're really <laughs> but we really want to tune in to a specific moment. So... Uh, one of my resources that I think about is um, the first time that my son ran. So my son has uh, is autistic. He's got some cerebral palsy. And at one time, we were wondering if he would even sit upright. So definitely the idea of him running and when i mean running i mean taking flight where both feet are off the ground at the same time that was kind of uh a dream that we you know it's not even something that you think of being a dream you mm -hmm. know it's it's something that you kind of yeah. take for granted mm -hmm. but when you ha when your children have challenges um you can't take anything for granted everything is everything is really critical so uh, to see him run, to see him leave the ground with both feet was such a thrill, and it still is. So give me the details. Okay, I, w I will do that, Jama. So the moment that comes to mind, and I'm going to say this real quick. I'm not trying to think of the absolute first time when he did it, 
but I'm just going to go right with where my brain is going. Okay. It'll tell you. It'll tell me. So the moment that, came, that comes to mind is walking in the park with my kids. And uh, my daughter and I were several yards ahead of my wife and my son. Uh, did you see my hands uh-huh. create that distance? Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's part of me um, doing this. Victor's reenacting this. I'm, I'm reenacting it. I'm <laughs> seeing it in my mind. I'm seeing the day and this this uh, this uh, breezy day, and uh, I turn and look back at my son who's with my wife, and I hold my arms out, and he starts running towards me. And he's so excited, and he's just boogieing in my direction. And I just catch this glimpse of his both feet leaving the ground. And just, I mean, it was something that I literally dreamed about. I recall the dreaming. But in this moment, he's actually doing this. And he runs to me, and without slowing down, (laughs) he crashes into me. Tell me you didn't both hit the ground. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to it. But it's just such a beautiful moment. And as I share that with you, Jama, someone that I trust, I'm noticing the water in my eyes. And I have it in mine, too. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And I'm feeling the, 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 the muscles in my face as I'm smiling. And I feel his, his body crashing into me, just hitting me <laughs> full force, not wow. slowing down, you know, wow. and just embracing him. Mm-hmm. So that is, yeah, so that that's an example of a resource. And y'all can't see it, but Victor has literally just enacted this whole thing with a lot of gestures. He p- clapped his hands on his chest um, and and... As I'm listening to you, what I'm knowing is that I can help deepen that for you Mm -hmm. by mirroring those gestures, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, I had a little water in my eyes as well. That's, I, I, and I was there with you. I was there with you. So, so that's that's a really good description of a resource. And I'm going to point a couple of things out. Um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but. What Victor described is is very specific, right? It's not the happy place. It's not the beach. It's not my back porch. Or the park. Or the park. It's a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And it's unique to Victor, right? He's not describing someone else's experience. Um, it's very specific. And he came up with a lot of the details. I, I, I was want to ask even more, um, really get, pull it out of them. But so what we're looking for is, is specific, unique, not general, um, and as many details as you can pull out of it. What that does is makes the response stronger, right? And um, I'm stealing your part, Victor. Some of those details can be, um, Victor, what were you wearing? Mm-hmm. What was your son wearing? Mm-hmm. What time T-shirts. of year? T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, sneakers. Sneakers. Summer. W- summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And were you in the woods in the park or on a path or where in the park? We were on the paved trail. On the paved trail. On the paved trail. Uh-huh. I remember the exact part of the trail. Uh-huh. 
because there's a fence going along that. I mean, I remember the, I can see it, the yeah. exact part right. of the trail part. that we were on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smells? Ah. Oh. Summer? It was summer. It was grass. Grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a summer smell. Yeah. To summer, sure. summer part grass by the baseball field. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grass and dirt. Grass and dirt. <laughs> okay. Maybe a little sweat. <laughs> Maybe a little. So, so, yes, the details make that response stronger. Yeah. So, um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you, our listeners, to try to think just for a moment about a, not a big – one of our trainers says not the big kahuna, but a small stressor, right? Br- bring that to your mind. Notice what physical sensations for you are accompanying that stressor. Might be – your heart's beating a little faster. Might be your mouth is dry. Then a little out, tightness in the belly. A little tightness in the belly. Your gut's rolling a little bit. Identify what that is for you. Don't run it to the ground because these are neural pathways and we don't want to deepen it. So just identify those sensations. And now think of something in the last couple of weeks that was a time that was good or maybe even was just better, right? D- doesn't happen to have to be the happiest time of your life. Good or better. Make it specific. Make it a moment, right? Find that moment and then start to pull those details out. Time, place, what were you wearing? Smells, sun, shadow, inside with light dark um Mm -hmm. who were you with who were you with what What were the smells Mm -hmm. what was the person you were with wearing Mm -hmm. were you both sitting in chairs and what kind of chairs you had the recliner i had the rocking chair right as many specific details as you can pull out of that picture little clip of a video Mm -hmm. painted Mm. And even with that video, let yourself slow it down. Slow it way down. Slow it down. Think about, did, did were there any gestures, right? Were you like Victor and you, you were showing with your hands how far someone was away? Mm-hmm. Um, did, were you doing the high five? What gestures? Repeat those. And just sit with that. Be there in that moment. And now, when you're ready, notice what physical sensations are happening for you now. Notice if they're any different. And if they're positive sensations, which they may well be because you brought up a good place and, and marinated yourself in those details. Mm-hmm. Sit with that sensation, those positive sensations. Just bathe in them. We like to say give it 20 seconds.
And when you're ready, sort of come back to me and Victor, right? And remember that you can do that another time. Um, and I think I'm going to let Victor explain a little bit about what's happening with our neural pathways when we do this kind of thing. You ready? Sure. Sure. So as we practice creating a sense of safety in our systems and, and even recalling something that we feel good about, something that we feel strong about, something that we feel connected about, and stay with the details of that moment. And it could be anything. It could be your last workout and maybe knowing that you extended your workout time or you lifted more than you did before. <clears throat> Whatever that that is, when we do that and we stay with that moment and stay with the positives of it, for more than 20 seconds, we're actually creating stronger connections around those neural pathways. We have a saying that what fires together, wires together. So when we just zoom through a positive, we can miss the benefit of strengthening the wiring, strengthening the connections, the neural connections in our systems that come with staying in it, in that moment, staying in that experience, noticing the small details. These are actually healing moments and growing moments. These are moments that take advantage of our natural capacity for neuroplasticity. And remember, when we're talking about neuroplasticity, our nerves respond to stimulation, and they will change and grow according to where we place our focus. So it's like when we think about developing muscles. The more we send a signal to our muscles, then the stronger those muscles become. The more we create signals within our bodies, the stronger our techniques become. And it, um, if you wanted to relate it to playing tennis, there are a lot of people who are right-handed, but they have a better backhand than they do forehand. The backhand is associated with hitting the ball on your left side. But because they practice so much hmm. on that left side, which was the weak side, the weak side can become stronger than the other side. Yeah. Another way I've heard it explained is if you – so you've got the stressor and you sort of focus on it. It's like you're walking a path mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. the grass mm -hmm. again and again and again. And over time, that grass dies, and mm -hmm. the dirt gets packed down, and it gets deeper and deeper. But you can make a different path. Yes. And over time, that path is going to get deeper. And while that path is getting deeper, guess what? The old path is disappearing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So take a negative pathway and figure out a way to get a positive one in there and rewire it.
Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, I like yeah. that. I like that. So I like the, the tennis path, idea. You like that? You I like do. the tennis? I was never very good at tennis. <laughs> My brothers were phenomenal. <laughs> but yeah, but the, the negative path gets weaker as we use it less. Mm-hmm. And the positive path gets stronger as we use it more. Mm-hmm. And any of these resilience tools you can think of as, as doing that way, right? There's there's something negative. There's a stressor. You use a tool and you're laying mm-hmm. down a different path. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that makes good sense to me. Um, one more quick thing about the resourcing. Um, just know that... Sometimes what you can pull up and give yourself a moment to let it come to you, like Victor said, um, if, if you're like, okay, what good in the last little bit. Sometimes what comes to your mind can, can have two sides, right? So maybe it's uh, for a, a teenager, it's something about your father, a moment with your dad, except dad's deployed right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So there can be some sadness there. If that happens, see if you can focus on that good moment. See if it if you can keep it as a resource. But be aware that if 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 there are two sides, it's also okay to say, okay, this this one's not a resource for me right in this moment. And see if something else comes to your mind. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Anything to add? Um, I'm going to say paying attention to your body, paying attention to to what's happening inside. And that takes practice, especially in a society where we have learned, where we have practiced ignoring the signals from our bodies. Mm-hmm. So it takes practice to reinvigorate those pathways. It's not that they're gone, but it takes it takes practice. But uh, with practice, those uh, pathways get stronger. We're able to draw more information from them. So practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice. Especially, like you said, Victor, a lot of these physical sensations, you know, sometimes people are even like, what do you mean what's happening in my body? You're not supposed to ask me that. (laughs) Um, We're not trained to do that. So you you Uh, really have to practice it. you also have to practice, and this one was really still hard for me, 20 seconds, y'all. You, you sort of really need 20 seconds, and that can feel like a really long time. But it's only 20 seconds. So sort of learn how to sit with that and be comfortable in mm-hmm. a 20-second space. Does that make sense? It does, and I'll tell you what helps me with that getting that 20 seconds at least 20 seconds is uh, sometimes it's called body mapping where you are checking with one part of your body at a time so you'll notice that when I'm doing a rapid reset uh, I may start with my hands if I'm doing something with my hands I may start with my hands move to my uh, elbows shoulders just a gentle, yeah. slow movement all the way through the body, sometimes all the way down to my toes, and then all the way back through ankles, knees, and so forth, all the way back to the hands. That's, and that's about 20 seconds. That's going to be more than 20 seconds, more than likely. But right. it's given my brain just enough work to stay present in my body 
and Move with those physical sensations mm-hmm. and not going one, 1,000, 2,000. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which I think is a thinking brain function. <laughs> yeah. So that takes us out of the survival brain, out of the, out of the body brain, incorporates more of the thinking right. brain because now i got to do calculations. i got to keep my numbers in order. Oh, oh, shucks, did I forget number 15, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Oh, I like that. I think mapping I like through that. the body mm-hmm. has really helped me with yeah. the uh, rapid resets and with the resourcing. And as we just started that, you may notice yeah. that our bodies take a deeper breath because our bodies have been rewired through these practices. And to to be for 20 seconds in mm-hmm. space. Yeah, I like that. All right, I think we got it. Um, resourcing. This is one of the more powerful tools, I think. Um, it's, it is also one that you can easily help someone else walk through. Absolutely. You can help them pull those details out, ask those questions, um, and it, and if you're talking to someone, a colleague or a friend or a family member who's having some kind of stress and you walk through this, maybe with that we map that we ran through in an earlier podcast, if you watch as you're pulling that experience and all those details – Many times you can see, physically see, the changes in that individual as they sort of go to a different space with positive sensations, right? You'll notice them sit back in their chair. Maybe those shoulders that were earmuffs come down, right? Your your face, that smile, a deep breath. it, you can watch for that and maybe even help that person say, you know, okay, I just saw you take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you notice that? Yeah, and let, let me put this in there. As you're noticing, describe exactly what you see, not what it means. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So it's, it's one thing for me to say, Jama, I notice your your shoulders have moved back. That's a very different thing from me saying, Jama. Um, it looks like you're more relaxed. Right. <laughs> or I can tell you're happy now because you're oh, smiling. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, yes. I can tell you're happy now. I can tell you feel better, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. those can get Thank you, you. That's, in trouble. That's, stay with stay what you Stay with see. what you see. Yeah. Um, without. So, and sometimes I'll just say, I see your face. I see your, the corners of your mouth moving up. You know, mm-hmm. tell me what that means. Because I don't want to put the label of happy on that. Right. That might be a grimace. Yeah. You may you may have a bunion. Yeah. I don't know. Or gas. <laughs> or gas. <laughs> yeah. Like a baby, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the baby's yeah. smiling. No, I, it just I has like gas. That. I like that. Um, you're, you're always better not to assign emotions to anything you see because you can be wrong. Yeah. Only the individual can assign that. Um, mm-hmm. But when, right. we, when we describe what we see, we're letting that person know we are with them. They yes. are not alone. We're with them. And I our see attention you. is, yes, really, I see you. Really quickly, you, there, there's a word that in a language means hello, but translates to I see you. You have it on the bottom of your email. Is it the Ubuntu? Is or, that what it is? 
Something that translates to now, I see you. Oh, I know I have Ubuntu, which means um, I am because we are. Maybe that's it. I'll look back at oh, you. Oh, amen. 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 I see you. Amen. Amen is actually a um, a word that or. I'm sorry. That actually originates with um, ancient Kemet, what we now call uh, Egypt, mm-hmm. and one of the ways of that of that word Amen, Amun, uh, being interpreted is I see you. Wow. So, so mm-hmm. with with the uh, ancient Kemetic prayer, it is not the head down, looking at the ground, but rather or with the eyes closed, but it's actually the head up and looking up I to the Creator. So I see you. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I learned a lot from you. Uh, all right, so you. I think we're we're done for this one. Um, the next podcast is to be determined. Um, we're sort of putting these together four at a time. Um, but we hope you will join us. Again, these are being released every two weeks on Thursdays. Um, so you know when you can look for the next one. Uh, and this has been Jama. And this is Victor. And be we good hope, to yourself. Yes. Um, self-care. Be good to yourself. We see you. <laughs> Work it in there. Go ahead, Jama. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, We hope to see you again and be safe.